Thanks. Good evening, everybody. Hello and welcome back to the Heart to Heart Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Aaron Quevedo, and I'm here today with Zachary Aaron Riley, coincidence, I think not, uh, producer for the Heart to Heart Podcast, and Max Davis, who is also a producer for the Heart to Heart Podcast. Um, today, we have a bit of a, a, bit of a different uh, style of episode here. Usually, um, you know, the Heart to Heart Podcast, you know and love, you know, we have a guest on, talk to an admin, we talk to a student, we talk to a um, alumni. Today we are all students and we are all, uh, you know, just going to kind of talk about a little topic here. We might do these episodes every once in a while. Um, yeah. And today I am unofficially titling the episode, uh, heart high history hysteria with Zachary Aaron Riley. And yeah, Zach is going to, um, take us through a little timeline of heart high school, the surrounding area. Um, we have some interesting facts we've got in our hands on some historical documents, if you will. So yeah, we don't really know where this is going to go, but we're excited to find out. So with that, Zach, welcome to the Heart to Heart podcast. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Always nice yeah. to be a guest on the show. <clears throat> of course. Today, I'm going to take you and Max uh, through the history of Heart High School. Uh, Real quick, say hi, Max. Hello. Also, Zach, this is your third time, right? Uh, yes, my first time was to give a scathing criticism. Uh, now I am back as... Um, as presenter and producer, uh, a real, a real, uh, rags to riches story, if you will. <laughs> Wait, so you are, are you the only three time champ? I think you uh, may be, uh, false. I am like a 15 time Aaron, champ. You're a host point. though. This is a guest. He's the third, three time okay. guest champ. Okay. <clears throat> Our story begins 13.7 billion years ago with the big bang. Now, this is a uh, commonly accepted scientific theory in which the universe was created in less in a, in a fraction of a second. Uh, the world, uh, not even the world, the entire universe, just from nothing. Cut to 4.5 billion years ago. You got all this gas and dust swirling around, collecting. Gravity does its job, and it creates what we now know as planet Earth. <clears throat> Anyways, 3.7 billion years ago, we have life. Uh, 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 <laughs> no explanation needed on that one. 1492, when Christopher Columbus, or should I say, the ocean blue. his uh, his Italian, his native land, Cristoforo Colombo, uh, Cristoforo Colombo asks these queens and kings, Isabella and Ferdinand, "Hey, I've noticed that we could go the other way around, and we might hit India." They think he's crazy, but they give him some money, and he travels. He thinks he hits India. Plot twist. It's America. <clears throat> this is where it gets exciting, all right? I would wager to say the biggest plot twist of the last thousand years. In 1850, California is finally granted its statehood. And this is where the story gets interesting, folks. All right? <laughs> okay, so this is where we really zoom in on Santa Clarita, right? Uh, here, so, first of all, I'm going to share a couple of interesting interesting figures. A uh, couple of fun tidbits. First of all, we have Sanford Lyon, who you may know from Lyons Avenue, the long street that runs uh, through Vons and uh, all those other stores. It runs, it runs through Vons? It runs next to Vons. The yeah. most dangerous street to bike on. You yeah. almost get hit every time. Sanford Lyon was a uh, early settler of Santa Clarita in the 1850s who created Lyon Station. There was also Henry Clay Wiley, 
uh, who, hmm. who also created his own station. And finally, my favorite, uh, Tuberquio Vasquez, who was not a, oh, yes. who was actually a, a, a criminal Robert. bandit. Yes. And uh, he, he is the you know, namesake of Vasquez Canyon Vasquez Rock. Rocks. Fun fact. I just wanted to share those because those are famous figures. You know, we see Lions Avenue, we see Wiley Canyon Road. We don't really know where yeah. Here's where the story really begins, folks. Here's where it gets really interesting. Okay. Ten minutes into the recording. We have uh well, we all this is this is this is a background. In in AP AP World History we're required to give a paragraph of background information. That was that paragraph. Okay. Okay. Uh, here's where the story gets interesting. In the eighteen seventies, a man by the name of Henry Mayo Newhall, who was born in uh, the town of Saugus, Massachusetts. Uh, obviously, we now know Saugus to be uh-huh. a, a sector of Santa Clarita, but, but that, this is where it came from. He was born in Saugus, Massachusetts. He came, like many people, during the gold rush. He didn't have much success, but he ended up uh, opening an auction house where he really found his success. He made a ton of money. He ended up, again, investing in railroads, made a ton of money off of that, and he was basically just rich at this point. He's like, what do I do with all my money? And so he, he's going around to the south. There's all these Mexican land grants and all these, all these people who basically just don't want their land anymore because there was a horrible drought and they couldn't do anything with their land. So they just wanted to sell it as, as fast as possible. And so uh, Henry Mayo Newhall ended up buying um, this ranch called Rancho San Francisco, uh, for, uh, which was 46,460 acres. Uh, for two dollars an acre, which is an astounding wow. price, and that'll come in. That'll come in. Um, that'll come in later. Okay. But uh, two dollars an acre, and uh, so at the time it was basically just like a ranch, like he, you know, farmed cattle or whatever. Mm-hmm. The normal. And ranch. where and where is this in relation to uh, our modern day? Oh, this is this is ranch. in Santa Clarita. Yeah, this is like okay. this is like the entirety of Santa Clarita. Basically, he bought for okay. less than a hundred thousand dollars. So. So yeah, he he owns all this land and uh, he's just ranching around on it. Eventually, he sold some of his land to uh, a railroad company called the Southern Pacific Railroad Company, which oh, yes. uh, created the town of Newhall, basically named it after him. And a lot of things you'll notice are named after named Henry after. Newhall: hospital, city, yep. park, street. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that created the town of Newhall. But he died, he died in 1882 uh, because he was thrown from his horse, and uh, that's a pretty embarrassing way to go out. But and how old was uh, Henry Mayo Newhall when he died? He was in his 70s. He was very old. This had wow. been a long time. I mean, respect for getting on the horse at that point. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> impressive. Yeah, and he had he had a lot of sons. He had five sons apparently. Okay. Um. And when he died, his dying wish was like, my sons, please keep my legacy. Keep on ranching. Do not sell this land to anyone. Keep it for yourself. And uh, when he died, his sons immediately started selling off his land <laughs> because they didn't have any money because they grew, up really, they grew up really rich in this really nice like environment, but the ranch wasn't doing so well. So they just started selling off his land as soon as he died. A bit of the land was sold to William Randolph Hearst, who is the, uh, yes. was a newspaper man and the inspiration for Citizen Kane. So, uh, so, uh, William Randolph Hearst has a small piece in Santa Claritan slash, yeah. uh, Henry Mayo Newhall history. He's, he's a very interesting person on his own. Yeah. Uh, that's that William later. Randolph 
Harst to Harst podcast. And uh, he was the head of the company of New Hall Land and Farming Company, which still exists today. They still own like they they own like a like a tiny little pathetic patch of land in uh, across Bouquet Canyon Road, and it's just like a a hundred square foot patch of land. It's like property of New Hall Land and Farming Company. Really depressing uh, from the glory of of uh, Henry Mayo New Hall. No offense to Henry Mayo New Hall's ancestors, but anyways. He he Henry Mayo Newhall begins to get Henry Mayo Newhall Jr. begins to get very old. He passes his land on to this guy named Athol McBean. Ah. Of McBean fame, anyone? Uh, yeah. name of, also name of the street, very long street. And uh, he turned the company around, eventually created single handedly created the, the town of Valencia. He um, he uh, there were investors coming asking if they could buy the land off of him to create to create like uh, houses and everything. He was like, "No, I'll do it myself." And what what year would this have been? Uh, this was in the I'm going I'm going a little bit out of order. This is in like the 1960s. Yeah. So at this point, 45. But uh, at this point, so Hart's been yeah. Let's 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 just jump to some more recent stuff. So Hart uh, Hart High School, founded in 1945, is the only school in our wonderful uh, valley that is named after a person, uh, William S. Hart, obviously. Hart High and the Hart District were were basically going to be named uh, after Santa Clarita. Um, I don't know the significant significance behind Santa Clarita. Uh, only someone would be able to explain it to you, Aaron. Yes, tell uh, us, tell us, tell us where that or that originates. Okay, well, Santa, well, Santa Clarita was uh, from the was from um, the Santa Clara River, but it was originally Santa Clarita Valley was just called the Little Santa Clara Valley. And uh, because of the fact that there were two Santa, there there was already a Santa Clara, there was already a Santa Clara district in in California. They couldn't have two districts named Santa Clara. Oh wow! Okay. So, so um, this guy named Perkins, who was apparently just like a guy in the community who participated in the New Hall PTA, he was like, "Hey, why don't we just call it Santa Clarita, Little Santa, Little Santa Clara." And uh, that's basically how uh, that name was created. And it was created. The interesting thing is that, like, the name Santa Clarita Valley was created just because there was already a Santa Clara High School, and that's the only reason. Huh. But no one really liked the name because um, it was just the name of a random river. So, hmm. so basically, at the same time where they're having this conflict with, do we we can't name another high school Santa Clara? We are apparently not super original with school names. What should we call this place? And the old actor, uh, William S. Hart, um, obviously Hart Ranch, all of those, there's a lot of stuff uh, here named after him. You can go hike to his house if you like, um, was in failing health. He was, you know, not, not doing great. And the board basically approached him as like, hey, we'd like to honor you and what you've done for our town uh, by naming the school and the school district after him and everything. So, you know, that's how we get Heart District. That's the little dude in the district logo. Um, yeah, he did. He was sort of like a philanthropist guy. He did a lot for the community. Apparently, um, fairly well known at that point. So yeah, so we have Heart High founded in uh, 1945. Um, they had 73 ninth graders, and it was actually um, not on campus. It was originally on the campus of Zach's alma mater, uh, New Hall Elementary School. So. Yes, which I had a whole section about New Hall Elementary School. I could talk about how New Hall School was founded in 1876, 
on the site of Saugus Cafe. Please do. And uh, so Newhall School uh, was founded in 1876 at the site of Saugus Cafe, and uh, it it burned down. I believe I believe there are six distinct Newhall Elementary schools uh, in history because wow. it burned okay. down three times. It moved location like five times. So it's so the the locations in order are Saugus Cafe, and then the area where Target is right now because apparently there was like a oil boom like two miles like south of where the original newhall school is and so basically everyone yep. just packed up and moved two miles and <laughs> uh and then this the third location is ninth and walnut street where i believe like egg plantation is and then yep. newhall and lions street where like jack in the box is and mm-hmm. then finally where it is now to 11th and walnut street that was in like 1939 so wow okay so yeah, New Hall New Hall Elementary is is um the physical campus is the oldest in the entire valley, but uh oh, okay. it also was like it also existed 60 years before mm-hmm. the current yeah. campus did. Yeah. And that's really interesting. You think when you think of Santa Clarita, you know the the actual city of Santa Clarita was founded in uh I believe 1989. So, and like, you know, a lot of these houses are like track homes, you know, designed in the 60s, 70s ish. Um, And there's obviously some little pieces of history around here. You got, you know, Hart Park, you got Mentryville, you got stuff like that. Um, But you don't really think of Santa Clarita as having this, this rich history of, you know, being founded in the 1800s by a bunch of. Okay. So uh, Zach, would you like to hear a a couple fast facts about uh, the current Hart High School as we know it. I would love to hear a few fast facts about the current high school, Hart High School, Aaron. I'm glad you asked. That's exactly yeah. So, um, Hart opened in 1945 with uh, 73 ninth grade students. Um, as we said, at uh, New Hall Elementary School, the students voted to choose uh, Indians as their mascot and the colors maroon and gray. Um, we later changed those because maroon and gray are kind of obscure and it's just easier to do red and black. Here's, um, here's another fun fact Aaron, go ahead. about things that changed. Our original uh, motto was apparently, oh, yes. uh, we are always striving to win and learn, which uh, was incredibly long. So eventually it was shortened down to Alive with Pride. Alive with uh, Pride, but, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, related to that, in the vein of, so we have this mascot. We have, obviously, especially now, there's been a lot of talk about, um, you know, the origins of Heart Mascot, the... Uh, whether or not um, you know it's uh, politically correct in the current climate, um, that is a conversation that we can maybe have or maybe not. Um, I am simply here to present the facts. So we 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 did choose the mascot of the Indians. I believe we have some agree um, agreements with local tribes in the area that like um, we don't use any like Native American faces or things like that in our um, as our mascots or in our logos or anything. It's all arrows and feathers and stuff like that um yeah but our original fight song uh which i'm not extremely familiar with as i haven't actually really been on campus as a high school yet original fight song uh concluded with quote uh bring another scalp back home with scalp uh being we, we changed scalp to win in the 90s because even in the 90s we were like yeah this is not great um <laughs> in the 80s though i mean we were all about scalping people yeah, we were we were violently winning in in 
up up until the nineties. I can tell you that, and continue to win after that. But you know, minus the scalpage. <laughs> We're gonna have to cut that, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was a little tidbit when I when I went through this document. I was like, wow, that one stands out. Um, yeah, the Hart campus has changed over the years. We've had. Uh, obviously, the 94 uh, Northridge quake had a big um, impact. Um, we lost the auditorium, both gymnasiums, and the admin building in the earthquake. So those have been since be, been rebuilt. When we had that earthquake, as I said, the admin building was destroyed. So the admin moved to the library. Um, the health office was in the kitchen of the library because apparently there's a kitchen area. Um it's for making book snacks made out of books, Aaron. <laughs> um, and I've been requested to identify this as a miscellaneous earthquake fact. We had a tent. We just we basically had this big tent that was on our campus in the area um, where the basketball courts are um, behind the T buildings. Yeah, so we had a tent. Um, this <laughs> basically there was like a like a circus tent. We had a big old tent. After the earthquake, <laughs> we, where we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun in this tent, man. We, we're saying, we, were you there? I, I was there. Yeah, I am. Like, yeah, you were no, the, I was you there. Were the, you were the circus clown. You were like on the elephants running around. No, so we had this big old tent, right? We had a lot of fun in this tent. We had our, uh, our rallies, all of our dances, and our special events. So basically, what we would ordinarily use the gym for, we use this large circus tent the real question is what would you do in the party tent if the party tent were happening (laughs) what would i do in the circus tent no 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 sorry the real question is should we bring back the party tent do you have should one this is my only real question should we bring back the party tent first of all really quick so that means that everything you've said before this was a fake question. Max, don't think about it too hard. This is a debate. I need you both to take sides. This, Should we bring back the party tent? I came here for a history lesson. Um, I will say, I know, I know for a fact that that party tent was a fire hazard. Like, I know for a fact. I can totally see the headline. Like, <laughs> winter formal, more like, flaming formal 200 <laughs> students suffocate as a fire burns down the tent okay elephant so you are you are anti-tent you are anti-tent zach i assume you are then pro-tent for sake of debate of course right? of course yes i have to make uh my yeah. position the uh, pro-tent yeah I, give us your position on the party tent please the uh party tent was uh frankly the best thing to ever happen to hard high school um <laughs> really, that's a really Zach bold Riley. statement that's a okay. very very bold hey statement. hey hey all right you both get a minute to defend the party tent or um slander it starting now go the party tent uh came in the wake of a horrible tragedy an earthquake and from it arose this beautiful thing the party tent there were dances there were elephants i assume acrobatic tricks <laughs> It was just a grand old time, you know? People had fun in the party tent. People could hang out in the party tent, watch people do things, party probably. It was it was really uh it was really a fun time. 
I assume I was not born yet. Uh, and I think we should, I think we should frankly demolish our gymnasium, uh, sell the pieces for scraps in order to buy a party tent and pay for the elephants. Um, I yield my time, Senator. Zach yields his time. Max, you have one minute. Um, okay, so Go. you said that this party tent was the beginning of something good after a tragedy, but we all know that the tragedy is coming. Like, you know for a, a fact. Continue. Sorry. I really don't know what I just said. Um, <laughs> it was probably offensive to someone. It happens a lot. Um, so the party tent is just going to end up burning down. There's no other way about it. And, like, if there was an earthquake, it's, like, the least safe place to be. <laughs> like, like, going to the party tent, like, it's not great. It's not great news. A- anti-party tent. Plus, everyone nowadays nowadays is just going to laugh at the idea of a party tent. Everyone's going to be like, why in the world do we have a party tent? Like, what are we doing, team? No, teens will think it's hip and ironic. They'll go to the party <laughs> tent ironically. They think it's aesthetic. Isn't this party tent so dumb? Slap, but the, really- slap the word Coachella on that party tent. And they'll I all- love the party tent. All- we, should get a, we should get a supreme party tent. On the on the party, on the, fire, <laughs> the fire hazard thing. I don't. Why would there? Why would there be an open flame in the? Why? Park? Why is there ever an open flame in Santa Clarita? Yeah, you know every how, we have a season dedicated to fires. It's called fire know, season for a reason, bro. The fires are coming. The fires never come to heart. We have advanced systems. Yet. You know how big the flame would have to be to catch the tent on fire. I mean. Oof. Okay, I have some points I would like to make. Um, first of all, Max, you asserted that in an earthquake, the party tent is the least safe place to be, which I disagree wholeheartedly. Because, yeah, I started doing the math on that. I definitely yeah, heard Yeah, this it. party tent is made out of, like, steel poles and yep, canvas. I I and we can make it fire-retardant canvas probably. But regardless, I, I think I'm going to be okay. In I earthquake. said earthquake, but I immediately started thinking of things flying in the air. But it's better to die on a hill than to run down one. Oh, secondarily. Right. All the tornadoes and hurricanes we get here in Southern California. I see. Secondarily. Oh. All right, gentlemen, yield, please. Um, secondarily, I, I have been – I have I yielded for you. I actually have been the consumer of a party tent once before. Um the main building for our church's youth group burned down a number of years ago. It just recently got finished. But for a while there, for a solid month, we had a party tent. And I assure you, it was not as cool as an auditorium. So I, will, I think it's I great say, for when for when tragedy strikes and we need to have a party. Okay, one more but point here. when we don't, um, yeah. One more point is temperature. You know mm. for a fact, first of all, a, California is, is almost all, like lowest at 60. At 60 degrees, people are cold. Um, <laughs> when it's hot outside, which it is almost all school year, and then there's like 200 people chilling in a chilling in a tent, it's going to get gross. You're going to be sweaty. You're going to be like, this is disgusting. Why would I want to dance on grass? The tent has breathability. That's the main feature of the tent. You can't get stuffy in the tent because the tent is just fresh air. All, yeah, all the time. but that air is like a hundred. The party degrees. tent would be on concrete. It would be on the upper parking lot in the back and where the courts also, are. Also, like, uh, auditorium, it's just air conditioned, so you don't even you don't even think about how it's hot. You don't even have to think about that. You just have to sit and relax and enjoy a good sixth grade orientation. 
I healed my time. As I suppose if you want to be, be a coddled baby, then you can sit in the auditorium and 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 enjoy the luxuries of modern day. I uh, will. I will enjoy those things. But, but if you want to be a a person who can survive in the wild and not melt into a puddle of wax every time they step out, you need I'm to sorry. Out. I'm sorry, Zach. Are, are you all right, gentlemen? Gentlemen, gentlemen, please acclimate yourself to that. I'm I'm sorry. Are you? I will. I will mute both of you. Are you calling people? <coughs> You've been muted. Um. Okay. So I believe we are going to agree to take different sides in the party tent. I will also say, as a representative of the Hard Auditorium, I refute your claim that all auditorium users are coddled babies that will melt into a puddle of wax if they step outside. Um. I do invite you to meet David Van Name. All right, we're moving on from the party tent. That was a good, lively debate. I like it. It's good. Our next uh, quick topic of discussion. So we that was 1994. We're just kind of jumping around here in the history of Hart and you know our, the surrounding area. The next wing, thing we have to cover is our team here at the Heart to Heart podcast has had the privilege of obtaining uh, a few uh, copies of the original what is now known as the Placerita Prospector, um, Gold Dust, which was the original newspaper from when the school opened in nineteen nine in nineteen sixty four, um, yeah, and I, I would like to um, read aloud some of them so we can discuss and kind of compare what student life was like back then to what it is now. Gold Dust, Volume Five, Number Two, Placerita Junior High School, October twenty ninth, nineteen sixty five, priceless. Witches, goblins, highlight tomorrow's Halloween dance. Witches and goblins are starting to fly as the Newhall Park Halloween dance comes to life again. The dance begins at 7.30 and ends at 11 p.m. The admission is 25 cents and you must be in costume. You will need your school ID and your teen club card. This is where, it's, this is where it gets fun. Uh, there will be a parade of students in costume around the bonfire. They will be, there will be prizes for the best costumes and dancers. This seems like the coolest party I've ever heard of. I, I know. You got right. You got admission is only twenty five cents. A bonfire, they said. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Talk about talk about fire hazards, Max. Bonfires yeah, imagine and that the tent. Imagine that. Pubescent children. The only caveat is it says <clears throat> I need my teen club card. I do want to know what that is. That fascinating. I think that's. I think that's back in the sixties. They had a. They they gave you a card that said, "I am a teenager. I am cool, and I know better than you. Society sucks, man." And you got to show your card to any. Uh, yeah, I do. I, 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 my best guess would be the teen club is like a ASB, like ASB club situation. Um, I don't know why you would have two cards, but they're able to fund a bonfire and uh, the rights to to movies for only twenty five cents a person. Exactly, and there's like yeah, it seems yeah. I am curious to see how many people showed up, how many people snuck in without paying, and how many people didn't go. Yeah, wasn't I do feel like the sneaking in factor is going to be easier because it is at New Hall Park. Yeah, twenty five cents is two dollars in today's money, um, which is still a remarkable price for refreshments and a movie and a bonfire. Yeah, so that's just a little bit of slice of slice of life. So this is another another thing I want to talk about is 
Um, the addition of Gold Dust, uh, Gold Dust Volume Five, Number Eight, Placerado Junior High School, March Eleventh, nineteen uh, nineteen sixty six, priceless. Um, yeah, so we have an article entitled <clears throat> "Minors Score Fifty Three Against Faculty" by Abby Nicciolo, I think. Um, the the faculty student uh the faculty student basketball game March second resulted in the minors scoring fifty three points. The starting team for the faculty, so they assigned nicknames to all of the faculty, um, present, and it really amuses me. Um, the starting team for the faculty is, uh, long legs Tanner of which Tanner Hall is named, uh, crazy legs Rage. Uh, Slim John DeCoster, Mr. Clean Reardon. They shuffled in Speedy Gonzalez Nogales, uh, Tricky Dick Anderson, Big Bad Bower, and the little old winemaker, Cacciatore. The game seemed more like a wrestling match thanks to Big Bad Bower, who fouled out of the game by tackling Brad Luke. I will remind you, this is a member of the faculty team tackling a student in the basketball game at brunch. Um... The faculty was lucky to squeak by with an 88 to 53 victory. I would not call that squeaking by. It could have been a hundred to 53 win, but the faculty played uh, a sloppy game as usual. Uh, when we get back to the days when our teachers could assault us. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is a sentence I have never heard spoken, nor do I endorse. Um, I just I thought ours were hardcore. I think that I one kid broke his arm last year. So yeah. a lot of a lot of what <laughs> we've gone from a employee um, assaulting students to students big bad bower assaulting themselves um, by accident. They just trip and then by here accident. we are. Yes, yeah. I would I I would like to call attention to uh, Mrs. Uh, Abby Nicciolo, who is. Um, the author of this column, uh, just very passive aggressive at the end. The faculty was lucky to squeak by with an 88 to 53 victory, which is not a squeaking by by any means. Uh, it could have been a 100 to 53 win, but the pack the faculty played a sloppy game as usual. Um, I I think my question there. So that that was basketball, right? Yes, that was basketball. So like, how long was that game where they were scoring to that extent like 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 was that a was that a, like a four-hour game because like uh, now like nowadays we we didn't even finish our basketball season for asb last year oh yeah the highest scores would get was like i don't know i think we highest was like 11 i would like to think that well were you playing by ones and twos in so. the last year i would uh, think they're probably playing by twos and threes and i also would like to think oh, that they wow. are just a superior breed of humans like in the 60s also, placerita just had a bunch of freakishly good bla- basketball players also um, Aaron, uh three pointers were not around back then the nba did not adopt the three-pointer until 1979 okay so this is also interesting so there were no three-pointers in this game and I know the best the game of basketball has changed a lot, so it would have looked a lot more like a wrestling match. Like they would have, I don't know. Yeah, there, this would have been a much more physical game. <laughs> All right, Zach, you have any final remarks? Oh, my final remarks. Uh... Yeah. All right, this has been Heart High History Hysteria with Zachary 
and Max Davis. If you'd like to be a guest on this podcast, you can go check out the link in our Instagram bio or just DM us. Uh, we will get back to you. For now, I have been Aaron Quevedo. I've been Zach Riley. <laughs> and I'm Max. And as always, this conversation has been from, from the heart. heart.